tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Max show, and right out of the gate, Mark, I got to throw out something to you um, because our well, <laughs> just. There's a grandparent scam in New York, okay? Oh, no. uh, New New York, New Jersey, Rhode Island, uh, up in the Northeast. And the stories have been out there. And what it is is these people call up a uh, an elderly person, okay? In this particular case, the ages of people scammed was 79 to 94. Okay. And they lost, uh, the group of elderly people lost about $350,000 to a group of three con men who would call up and say that a grandchild, you know, had uh, had a car accident and they were in jail and needed bail money. Mm -hmm. uh, get the cash together and we'll send a courier by. They would either pretend to be the grandchild or an attorney representing the grandchild. You know, need to get him out of jail. He's yeah. in Florida or wherever. And these grandparents would panic. The thing is, Mark, I remember doing a story on this like three years ago. And it was in the same area. Hmm. And it's like, are old people not watching the news? Or did they forget? You know, because... Yeah. This was a big news story up there, and the reason was a lady, an elderly woman last year, when the courier showed up, she handed him a, a bunch of paper towels wrapped up to look like money mm -hmm. and handed it to the courier, but she'd called the police. She was a former police dispatcher. She called a friend <laughs> of the police department, and they busted the guy right there in the front yard, and he opens it up, and it's like, it, you know, he thinks he's got all this money, and it's paper towels, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... I'm thinking that was a pretty big news story in New York. All mm. the TV networks up there, uh, all the local channels covered it. Yeah. And yet it's still going on. So the re reason I bring it up is right now you still have people that get scammed every day. Mm. And it's a lot of times an elderly person. Yep. And they just don't know. So talk to them. Just yeah. please talk to them. My, I mean, mo my mom got that call a couple of years ago. Did she really? Yes, yeah, she did. Yep. And she's, she knew better. Of course she is. Oh yeah. She knew better. And of course she's, she is sharp. It, it, you know, at her age, yeah. she is, she's sharp, as sharp as a razor. And right. she said, okay, well, and then she starts asking questions that only, you know, that only my son would know, right. you know. Oh, they tried to that. say that Joe was in jail? Yes. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And Didn't uh, know this. your grandson's in, in uh, having trouble. We need to, you know, we need to help him out with it. And, and she said, okay, well then uh, tell me this. And they couldn't answer the questions. And uh, she, <laughs> she knew immediately that they, wow. it was a scam. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Man, I didn't know that. Yep. Well, there you go. It can happen to anybody. Sure you know? can. Just letting yep. you know. The one thing is, you, I don't know if you remember in Alabama, in Walker County, which is the, the biggest town, I think is Jasper, um, the, uh, uh, one of the guys there got the call, and it, you know, of a, a scammer, and it was, this scam was, hey, man, we've got a warrant for your arrest. If you don't come and pay this money right now, you know, mm. we're going to come and arrest you. Right. And the guy says, hey, by the way, okay, you know, why don't you do this? Why don't you come on and arrest me? But you're going to have to pick up the county coroner. He's the only person that can arrest a sitting uh, sheriff in, in, in Alabama, you know. <laughs> Rut row. <laughs> yeah, they hung up. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, and uh, we're going to do a show focused solely on old people today, all right? <laughs> I'm Are we going to be talking about ourselves all day? Is that yeah, what it is? <laughs> pretty well, 
that would be every day, Mark. But you know, that's right. We're talking about the super agers. How about an 86 year old woman named the world's longest serving flight attendant? Yeah, a Boston woman who's been working on planes for 65 years was Yikes. named the world's longest serving flight attendant by Guinness World Records. So I guess I I need to do this. What is that? It's a, it's a major award. Shucks, I wouldn't have known that. It looks like a lamb. You know, that kind of also works with this. <laughs> Come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly away. Thank you, Mr. Buble. Uh, Betty Nash, wow. she's 86, started working as a flight attendant in 1957. For Eastern Airlines and continues to this day at American Airlines without any lapse in employment. Nash said she spent most of her career working on the New York to Boston to Washington shuttle because it allows her to return home at night to care for her son who has disabilities. Guinness says Nash is also the oldest currently serving flight attendant in the world. She says that uh, in 2017, when she celebrated her 60th anniversary with the company, that the job has changed considerably since the early days. Quote, you had to be a certain height. You had to be a certain weight. It used to be horrible. You put on a few pounds and you had to keep weighing yourself. And then if you stayed that way, they would take you off the payroll. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Can't do that anymore, can you? No, no. What was it James, James Gregory said about about taking the flight? He was going doing one of these short hop flights going on his comedy tour, and they're weighing his bag, and he's, they're, they're telling him it's like five pounds over. And he says, he says, if five pounds is going to make a difference, I'm not flying. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark, I want to go back to something for mm-hmm. just a minute. Because we were talking about back in the day, you know, flying uh, on an airplane. Yeah. If you remember, you know, it used to be so, like, romantic and oh, so yeah. exciting. Yeah. You know, it was the thing. Do you remember those commercials in the 60s and 70s that, man, when you were flying, they treated you like it was a ride at Disney, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, look at the picture. You can look at pictures up now of people flying in yeah. the early days where they got dressed up like they were going out to an expensive right. dinner, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I remember I remember having to dress when we flew anywhere. I mean, we didn't fly a lot, but I remember as a, okay, maybe it was cartoons that I was watching. And I saw people <laughs> flying. I thought that was me. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. But well, nowadays well, no, you got clear. people in their pajamas. Yeah. They take their shoes off and stick their feet oh. on your armrest. It's just dude. Oh, you know, Mark, whenever I see one of those pictures of people on an airplane, you know, where somebody's doing that, mm-hmm. I'm thinking this is disgusting. It what is. do you do? I mean, because somebody who thinks that's okay, mm-hmm. that has no kind of boundaries, whatever. I mean, how do you deal with that? I mean, do you say, get, get what's wrong with you? Yeah. Because you know, they're going to respond by immediately getting up in your grill. I mean, yeah. what do you do yeah. now? I would say something and I wouldn't have any problems with throwing <laughs> old Jack Johnson and, you know, Delbert McClinton over here. We'd go, you know, I'd introduce them to that, but yeah. I'd be the guy in the, you know, I'd be the guy being dry off the plane all bloody and they're mm-hmm. going, and he won? No, but... <laughs> no. I, th- I think we had a story several months ago about some guy who, who just had picked up his bottle of soft drink and just poured some on the guy's foot and get off mm. of it, you know, that. I don't know what you do. I mean, I 
me, I'd, I think I'd turn around and say, hey, do you mind? I need my own armrest. You just get his foot off my armrest. Yeah. And then I'd ask the flight attendant, can I get a disinfectant wipe over here, please? Oh, man. You know, and clean this thing off. I, and then if I'm he thinking, gives me yeah, I'm grief, thinking, I'm thinking, yeah. just keep like, what, a thumbtack, you know? <laughs> Bam. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> liveradio.fm the mark and mac show and uh, boy oh boy mark i i wouldn't have been able to go much further today without a story about pseudo <laughs> well it's a story about the hot dog eating contest you know nathan's famous uh-huh. on the fourth of july and mm-hmm. uh you you, you always hear about that, that guy joey chestnut you know yeah he's won how many times has that guy won i don't even know but he's won a bunch of times okay 15 he's won 15 really? times Dude, and this this year he it. this year he ate sixty three hot dogs, uh, ah. that was down from seventy six last year. Um, oh. The guy who took second place from him was Jeffrey Esper of Massachusetts. He only ate thirty seven and a half hot dogs and buns. I say only, yeah, as if I could do that, you know. <laughs> ah, he yeah. So he ate thirty seven and a half hot dogs. Uh, Joey Chestnut won sixty three, and at the same time fought some guy off. Have you seen that video? Where the uh-huh. protester comes up with a sign that says "Exposed Smith Seal, a Smithfield Death Star." He's an animal rights guy, right? Uh huh. He's after Smithfield's, you know, the the meatpacking people, right? right? He's some animal rights guy. And Joey Chestnut gets up, grabs him around the neck, and throws him down <laughs> while he's eating. And it happens so fast, boom, 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 and he was gone. I mean, it wow! Was, it's so fast you have to freeze frame the video to read the sign the guy held up you know oh how cool is that yeah it was awesome but so you got you got the contest plus you got a fight now that's a winning combination but the record holder for the women's division in a decisive decisive comeback miki sudo won the women's title at the nathan's famous fourth of july hot dog eating contest after skipping last year's frank fest because she was pregnant she says i knew i was excited to come back but feeling that uh, that but the feeling that you get once you're actually here is not like anything else um she 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 said this after downing 40 wieners and buns in 10 minutes uh Yeah, that was just short of her 2020 record, but still well ahead of the runner-up, Michelle Lesko, the 2021 winner. Pseudo of Tampa, Florida, set the women's record at 48 and a half wieners and buns in 2020 before taking last year off while expecting. She and Nick Wary, a fellow competitor, a competitive eater, who she met through the Nathan's contest in 2018, welcomed their son Max on July 8th. Um, of last year from dad's arms the baby watched his 36 year old mom notch her eighth nathan's win she told espn afterward that she hoped she he would someday take a message away from it quote i want to set an example to do things that you love and push yourself to your absolute limits and when things get difficult to still give it a try and you know you might actually just come out victorious uh, hmm. in conjunction with the spectacle nathan's by the way donates a hundred thousand francs to the food bank for new york city Ah, uh, yeah, man. All right, so you know they don't chew these things, right? I know. Yeah, they I dip mean, them in. They dip them in water and just swallow. Sw- yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> in twenty twenty, she she did that with forty eight and a half. Forty eight uh, and a half. That's eleven more than the second place male winner this year. Man, I swear, if she really wanted, and I mean this, if she really wanted to do some marketing, she needs to either get the nickname or change her name legally to Marge. 
<laughs> just because, you know. <laughs> Here comes Large Marge. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And hey, just to clear it up as we kick off this hour, we were talking about the Nathan's hot dog thing a minute ago. Yes. And Nikki or Mickey Sudo, whatever. Um, yes. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, her name is Mickey Sudo, and she's like won the contest a bunch and she won again. Well, I made a comment about <laughs> Large Marge changing. Yeah. <laughs> I did that, but I did kind of think, I, if I remembered, you know, it was one of those things where I don't think she's a big girl. You know, she's not. She no. actually is very fit, you know. In fact, and as, as soon as as soon as we we turned the mics off, we looked at each other and both we said, bet she's skinny. And she yeah, got to look it up. <laughs> and, you know, but what I'm guessing right about now is probably we probably need to play a Carpenter's tune and do a PSA for anorexia and bulimia because you know they throw up the food as soon as they eat it. Yes. That stuff, you're not going to let that many. They can't. There's no No. way you can put that many Nathan's dogs. No, you can't. Into your system. No. And, I mean, because most of us think what it would be like, you know, waiting for that to Mm -hmm. go, you know, that doesn't go through your system. It can't. There's just, I mean, and competitive eating. The thing is, you know why Nathan's is like the primo thing? Because competitive eating is a real thing, though. All right? Oh yeah, but yeah. I'm. I remember years ago at a. It was around the Fourth of July, the annual Nathan's contest, and I made the comment at whatever radio station I was at. We were looking to get attention, and we thought, "Hey, we've got this restaurant that's an advertiser, and they make nachos. They're, it's like they're famous for their nachos." And uh, I thought, "Why don't we do um, as a knockoff on Nathan's? We'll do a nachos. You know, mm. Nathan's nachos. Gotcha. The nachos eating anyway." And I, I thought it was a good idea. I thought we've got built-in sponsorship here. You know, we can make this fly. And the owner of the station said, no, I, we, we can't do a competitive eating. And I'm, he was like, because people die. You know, people die in food eating contests all the time. They choke, they get, you know. He said, no, I'm not going to be a part of that. And it was a legal issue. But, mm, yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, it's a good one. I mean, not, not a good one, but it's good that we didn't do it because people do Right, competitive yeah, eating yeah. and they do die you know i mean the amateurs die and that's what you want for your radio station is to be yeah. on the news because somebody in a contest that you're putting on is mm-hmm. now dead that's what yes. you want and everybody in the you know when you got the the cameras there to capture the yes. winner everybody everybody's wearing your radio station t-shirt because you handed out a gross of them right and they're all standing there in their brand new very brightly well logoed shirts you've got the signage everywhere yeah and now it's like, oh, Sunday 96. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're doing it for publicity, but not that kind of publicity. Yeah. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. <laughs> I apologize, man. I am really sidetracked on this food stuff, man. <laughs> Bless your heart, man. Well, you know me. I <laughs> yeah, like I to eat. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not shy about it. But you know what it reminds me? A couple of years ago, um, I felt like I needed to lose some weight. And, you know, weight, okay, it's not like I have a weight problem. I have right. a food problem. You know, I like to eat <laughs> yeah, food. But yeah. but it's like um, I decided that I, I was I'd put on some weight and I wanted to go ahead and I just wanted to drop it down to a better weight for me. That's all. And I did. I lost the weight. All I did was cut out 
overeating because I'm good at that. You know, I mean, yeah. you, you think about it when you're at home, okay, you eat a plate of food, you're satisfied. Yeah. yeah. Why is it that when you go to a buffet, one plate is not enough. You've got to get four or five, you know, it's like <laughs> for whatever reason, that's what I would do. Yeah. And so I just stopped doing that anyway. So I lost the weight. I went, I'd gotten up to around 220, mm. give or take. Amateur. And I got down to 170 again. <laughs> and I did it over a period of time, you know, I just, it came off, but you lose 50 pounds. People are going to notice. Um, my kids, thought I was sick and was lying to them because I, they'd all moved out. You know, I didn't see them that often, you know, yeah. talk on the phone. And when Haley came home and said to and announced on father's day, a couple of years ago that she was pregnant, was going to have Lily. She pulled LaDonna aside and said, what's wrong with dad? You've got to tell me, I know, you know, and it was just one of those things where it's like, you know, come on, he's, there's nothing wrong. He's losing weight. They didn't believe it. And no matter what I tried, they just didn't believe me. They thought I, something was wrong. So I was like, you know, this is ridiculous. I had just got new clothes. Okay. Yeah, Cause yeah. that was the other part. You know, you lose that kind of weight. You got to get new clothes. And so I thought, all right, fine. I'll just put the weight back. So I did. I put the weight back on and now I'm not kidding. Now they're all like, okay, good. Dad's fat again. You know, <laughs> I'm like, come on, really? But you'd think they'd be happy. You know, that you're living a healthier lifestyle. You're, you know, fit. Yeah, but yeah. I looked, I looked at, I compared pictures and I looked old. I, I did. I looked like I had aged 20 years, man, when I mm. lost the weight. I was like, ooh, I got to, yeah, you get those wrinkles with all that extra skin. I need to fill that back out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's some people who lose a lot of weight who end up having s surgery to remove excess yeah. skin. I just know? filled it back up. I said, <laughs> That's <"No."> right. <laughs> Can't afford the surgery. Give me the buffet. Uh-huh. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know mark the headline says florida man goes viral after killing neighbors attacking roosters yeah now before we do the story i can see this going viral for multiple reasons you know <laughs> yes <laughs> what well all right is this guy going to be the bad guy for killing a, a, a rooster that's attacking him mm. unless he brought on the attack. I mean, yeah. if the roo you go outside your door and all of a sudden a wild animal, I don't care if it's a rooster or not. Well, they're not wild, but you know what I mean? Yeah. An animal is attacking you. I mean, what do you do? You know, Michael, a headless chicken could still fight after he lost his head. <laughs> that's true. He could. <laughs> I guess that would get annoying after a while. <laughs> all of the noise, especially yeah. if it's chasing you down. You, you know, it's it's giving you a hard time. It's chasing you down everywhere. It's just like, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out. Oh, of wait here. a minute. Get out. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> In Big Bang Theory, I think it was Mrs. Riley's chicken that uh, treed Sheldon one That's time. That's right, the next door neighbor's okay. chicken. Uh -huh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, a Jacksonville, Florida man spent 30 hours in jail after being accused of killing his neighbor's rooster in a video that's now gone viral. In an incident that occurred in mid-May, James Nix told Action News Jacksonville that the rooster followed and attacked him. Nix argues that he was forced to take action in self-defense of his neighbor, Jason uh DeFelices, I guess that's the way you pronounce that guy's name. DeFelice. Yeah, DeFelice. Okay. DeFelice. DeFelice. DeFelice? DeFelice. DeFelice Navidad. DeFelice Navidad. Well, Jason's, his neighbor Jason had a rooster. Okay, that's it. Nick said that he was checking his mail when the rooster approached his yard. 
quote, his neck flares up and he's doing this thing and he's trying to jump on me. <laughs> the chicken's wow. jumping up at me and I, and I accidentally knocked it in the head. I yeah. call it a lucky shot, whatever. I'm defending myself. You know, I was <laughs> wow. fearing for my safety and the chicken died. Well, well, when the neighbor came home, his rooster was lying, dead, lying in a ditch. So mm-hmm. he decided to take action against, uh, against Jason or wow. against, against, uh, James, James Nix, his neighbor saying, I called the sheriff's office. They didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. Then a couple of le- days later, I realized I could call animal control. The next thing you know, uh, <laughs> Nick says he calls the chicken police on me. <laughs> <laughs> wow the chicken, police. The chicken cops <laughs> they have a siren that's, that's it's kind of familiar you, you might have heard it that's what it sounds like it's the oh, chicken okay. cops uh-huh. <laughs> in late june nix was arrested and taken for a 30-hour stint in jail for murdering the rooster bless wow. his heart <laughs> nix argues that he should not have been arrested for acting in self-defense saying that chickens are dying every day people at churches mm-hmm. popeyes kentucky fried chicken are killing them <laughs> there, yep there you go he should have gone ahead and had sunday dinner and uh you know gotten rid of the evidence but you know <laughs> well the guy wasn't home the chicken attack uh, the yeah. rooster now do we eat rooster i don't know okay i know nothing about food really no, other than what no. i like all right, so when you're eating chicken, mm-hmm. do you eat, is it the the rooster or the hen? What do we eat, I, I male or it, female? I think it's the hens. I think okay. it's the hens. They they want the roosters around so there'll be more chickens. Yeah, sure, mm-hmm. gotcha. Yeah, but, but which came first? The no. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know uh, mark and i talk about being uh, in the south in particular in alabama we live uh, we kind of use the birmingham metro area as the identifier neither one of us actually live in birmingham uh, but you know we live in the area anyway the usfl the reboot had its first uh championship game this past sunday mm. and it happened in canton ohio which is where the nfl hall of fame is located <laughs> yeah. and uh the thing is, is that the Birmingham Stallions won. Yeah, hey, and it's like we. I liked the USFL back in the eighties. I thought it was a cool league. You know, yeah. it was a spring football league. Mm. And the first when they did that the first time, you know, uh, that was when Donald Trump, for many Americans, became a real player on a national stage because. He was this developer, a real estate guy who was very rich and bought, I think it was the New Jersey Generals. I think that was the team he owned. Hmm. And it was Donald Trump who, you know, pushed them buying the, to solidify this league, to make the spring football league catch on. He treated it like they did the old AFL-NFL merger in the 60s. You know, hmm. prior to the merger, yeah. you know, the AFL went after. And if you think about it, it was Alabama quarterback Joe Namath yep. who actually signed the huge contract with the AFL New York Jets that gained attention for them. Hmm. And it was, you know, arguably Joe Willie Namath, the Alabama standout from Pennsylvania, who actually did push together a merger for the league because he was so popular. Hmm. But when the 80s came around and the USFL was a spring football league, um, Donald Trump, well, he wasn't happy with being a spring league. He thought there would be more value in a merger with the NFL. And so the USFL bought up, I mean, at one time, I think they had four or five former Heisman Trophy college football players in the league, which is a big deal, except you realize a lot of Heisman football players don't do, no, Heisman winners don't do well in the NFL. Mm. Anyway, 
they had uh, this, they had these teams that were spending a lot of money on premier college athletes to play pro football um, in the USFL as a spring league. But when the merger talks failed, um, it ended up going to court. And if I'm I'm doing this from memory, okay, yeah. But I remember that Donald Trump saw the dollar signs at the end of the rainbow. You know, if we merge, my team's worth millions. You know. Mm-hmm. And I wish I always wish they'd stayed as a spring league. I thought it could have been something special. But anyway, you look at it, they didn't. The USFL folded back in the 80s. And then I think they did win a court battle against the NFL. And I think they won a dollar, you know, the defunct league, I think. Anyway, so after, you know, in the many years since then, there have been other leagues that have come about. And it's like Birmingham has always been a market that didn't have like they they had back in the old days. Do you remember the World Football League? Yes. Um, because Denny Durant played for them. Yep. Um, that was a, a Birmingham franchise. Then they had the Birmingham Stallions with the USFL in the eighties, and then in the nineties they brought in the Canadian Football League, mm-hmm. the Barracudas. Yeah. Um, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> and I, then there, you been, know what? I barely remember that. I mean, that had yeah. Would that last for three weeks? I mean. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it actually, okay, it actually lasted, um, it did really well. They drew 30,000, 40,000 fans at the home games until college football season kicked off. Oh, you know? there and then you it go. Was, yep. Yeah, it was all over. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it's like Birmingham has had a number of professional league teams, but they haven't been the premier. It's been like, even in the Arena Football League, Right. we yeah. had the Steel Dogs with yep. Bobby Humphrey as the coach, yep. but it wasn't the Arena Football, it was AF2. So anyway, mm. bottom line, here we have the USFL reboot and the Birmingham Stallions. And there you go. Now they finally have a championship and nobody knows about it. Other than, you know, a couple of people like me who paid attention. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> the fans, the regulars. I, yes. I saw the first uh, the first game. You and I both, we saw the news coverage. The, station, the stadium's full of people. Everybody's all excited about it. By the end of the season, it's like, can we get, can we get uh, tickets or a buck? Could you come, please? Yeah. You know? oh, I think what happened on that first game, though, is people got confused between the USFL game and the Garth Brooks concert. That's what the confusion was. So, Mark and Mac mornings, only on liferadio.fm. liferadio.fm the mark and mag show just cruising along singing a song we're halfway through the summertime <laughs> yeah. oh man yeah, kids everywhere in mourning oh, yeah no no well, actually, isn't it like right about now I, it'll be this week or next when the kids are finally going okay can we just go back to school you know, it's, like, it's so hot and by the way you know, I will tell you, it's kind of like, um, okay, remember, was it uh, the Motor City madman, Ted Nugent, that made the comment about COVID-19 and said, what happened to COVID-18 or COVID-17? Oh, How come it's COVID-19? Yeah, yeah it right. was, yeah. <laughs> and he didn't realize, you know, yeah. that why it was COVID-19. All right. Right. Well, I used to make a similar um, faux pas when talking about kids mm-hmm. going back to school in August. I said, why would you have kids going back to school early in August, you know, the first week? When it's the hottest time of the year, we know August is a horribly hot month in Alabama. When we were kids, we didn't start till September and it was hot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But at least by the end of the month, it was cooler, you know, anyway. And, uh, and somebody pointed out, I don't remember who it was, but I remember getting the call and the guy was like, Hey man, you know, you, you actually have to keep the air on, 
you know, at, in August at the school, even when there's nobody there, because if you don't, that kind of heat, it actually does damage to buildings that are closed up, that's you know, true. and yeah. that's when it, there was actually a real reason. It's like, they have to keep it on anyway. The power's on the stuff's being run. It's not like it's an oven in there. You know, they actually have to keep it at a reasonable level for schooling. So there's no, no reason to not have kids in school and when you actually get down to the fact that it is that hot in august in alabama mm. and if kids were out of school at that time th there's just very little they could do you know yeah. yeah and so i thought once that was pointed out to me i was like i never thought of it that way yeah just never did but there yeah. actually is a thought process mm. in that and they do build uh, things differently now that uh, with central heating and air and, and the like they build things differently so yeah you know and back in back in the day back yeah. when we walked to school uphill both ways in the snow mm -hmm. um the uh they had the the classrooms were made with big windows that you could open right and they had fans and things like that and i remember in september sitting in the in the classroom being hot and mm -hmm. there being a breeze they kept the airflow going they they built buildings so that they you know right. air would flow through them but it was a hot breeze nonetheless <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean right so you're still sitting yeah. there sweating and <laughs> right <laughs> and wow i i yeah go a month earlier and just have to suffer for a month longer and eh, yeah but you know <laughs> but now that you know how they're that they yeah. do run the air and things like that it kind of changes and you mm -hmm. know makes sense but th that's the thing that i remembered as a kid in high school in particular football players the first week of august they were back doing two a days that right. was where the whole you know doing two a days and all is like you met early uh, you know yeah, yeah. you were in the weight room at five or six in the morning and right. then you had your first practice then yeah. you had a break in the middle of the day and then they would bring you back late in the afternoon yep. well in alabama late in the afternoon it doesn't even cool off till after about eight or nine o'clock at night <laughs> no so it's almost oh, dark by the time it starts yeah. cooling down right <laughs> oh my goodness but anyway so that's that, that's the reason just fyi they're actually is a real thought process and the, the building's going to be cooled off anyway so there you go one last thing mm -hmm. there are schools in alabama um in areas where the uh, the local uh, property tax base is fairly low and the schools are not properly financed because of that and i will tell you there are schools in alabama where when it's raining outside it's raining inside mm. where they don't have air there are children going to school in very miserable conditions and the teachers and staff that work at those schools are just very special people. Um, when you see some of the excellence, like there's a school in uh, Cordova, Alabama. Um, it's one of the poorest in the state. Um, they have a poverty level where half the children come from abject poverty, you know. Mm. And the principal there, her name, oh gosh, I'm going to remember this, Diana Williams. And she's a math-focused teacher. She's an elementary school principal. And she believes that math is the one thing that, you know, it's a great equalizer. And um, her children at that school, normally impoverished areas, have lower test scores than in other areas. In this one, they've got the highest in the state. Wow. Because they've got a principal that not only cares, but knows how important it is to, for these children to come out of poverty. They've got to have a good education. And that good education starts with math. And one thing that was pointed out to me, Mark, children in Alabama in seventh grade can take algebra now. Did you know that? No. Used to be ninth grade. Wow. Yeah, they're so children now when they're at, at the end of sixth grade, they can choose to take that advanced math. So if you can take algebra in seventh grade, that means algebra, geometry in eighth, algebra two in ninth, trigonometry in tenth. And you can then as you take your college classes, boom, 
because your math is out of the way. You can mm. actually move on. And while you're in high school, you can take that college level class and get credit for it. And actually that's all that comes from that. So, wow. Just throwing it out there as kids get ready to go back to school. That's something to think about. Life radio.fm Mark and Mac show. And Hey, you know what, Mark, every now and again, you got to throw in one of those stories and something you probably don't want to do. If you're applying for a job and going for the interview, <laughs> you don't want to be the part of this story where it says job candidate steals. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter what comes after steals, but if you go in for an interview for a job and you know, the headline after your interview is he stole chances are you not getting the job. Yeah. A, a guy in central Florida, was booked after police said he posed as a Walt Disney World cast member and he took an R2-D2 droid in the hopes that he'd get a job as a, as a security guard. He was oh. going to prove something to him, right? 44-year-old <laughs> David Proudfoot of Kissimmee is facing a grand theft charge and a charge of obstruction by false information, according to an arrest affidavit. It happened wow. at the Swan Reserve Hotel. That's uh, one of the newer ones on Disney property. The Orange County Sheriff's Office said on May 31st, deputies were called by Disney security. When they arrived, they made contact with Proudfoot, who they say was wearing beige work pants, an orange work vest, and a Disney name tag. He reportedly identified himself as David Rogers at first and said he worked in the receiving division at the Yacht Club Resort. Proudfoot reportedly drew suspicion when he looked confused while trying to move the droid on a cart. Proudfoot reportedly admitted to rem to moving the R2-D2 droid from the third floor of the hotel to an unknown location because he had an application for a security job pending at Walt Disney World and wanted to show the weaknesses in the security of the resorts in the hope of securing a better paying job at Walt Disney World. Proudfoot wow. reportedly told the police he never intended to take anything off the property. <sighs> you know... <laughs> Pretty creative. Uh, Gotta give him that. Uh, I guess. <laughs> but it kind of explains why a 44-year-old man is trying to get a security job. Oh, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, if this is his thought process. Uh -huh. Just FYI, in the future, if you plan on doing this, make sure you let somebody know in a different <laughs> department that, hey, I'm going to do this to try to prove that, you know, I'm a good employee or, you yeah. know, prospective employee. Uh-huh. Because if nobody knows, then you can't claim, yeah, I wasn't going to steal it. I was applying for a job. Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> this is the sci-fi version of, that's not my stuff. Right. <gasps> that's like the stupid criminals, you know, yes. when they've got, like, cocaine strap taped to their leg with duct tape, and the cop is searching them going, hey, what's this? I don't know. I, I don't mind. know how that got there, officer. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Life Radio.fm, Mark and Mac show. And uh, Mark, Dave, you and I were talking a minute ago about the airline lady who's celebrating 60 years of a mm -hmm. flight attendant. And we got yeah. talking about people, you know, having rude behavior on a plane, you know, yeah. putting their feet on your armrest and stuff. When I saw this headline, my first thought was, wow, I've only had one bus trip in my life, okay? <laughs> bus passenger experiences worst nightmare. Uh-huh. A lot of us have accidentally fallen asleep at one point or another while riding public transport. You know, you doze off, the rhythm of the road, that sort of a thing. You're sitting still. Mm -hmm. <sighs> okay. Next thing you know, you, and you nod off. 
you know but have you mark we don't do that we don't live in an area where being on oh, no, mass no. transportation do you no, know but have like you that. ever done that um i i've i've oh, <laughs> i woke up at a traffic light in my own car one day yeah but, okay know, but, <laughs> yeah okay well but, i'm just wondering but i've never I've, no, I've never done it that. never occurred it never occurred to me you know right. that this would be a you know that if taking a train subway whatever was a regular part of life that this could happen yeah. but it makes sense it does it make sense yeah you, you settle in after you've been focused on things all day long and you sit in one place and there's this rhythmic, you know, this is, yeah. you know, things going on. You get lulled off to sleep and, and, the, and you, <laughs> next thing you know, you're gone. And hopefully you uh, wake up by the time your stop arrives. You wow. Know? See, I yeah. can see that happening to yeah. you and me. Well, this one passenger likely be taking a coffee with them from now on on their bus trip. <laughs> <laughs> they woke up in what many people have described as their worst nightmare. This passenger, who we don't know, we don't know their name, okay. drifted off as the bus was rumbling along and woke up alone in the dark no bus driver anywhere to be seen ah inside a locked bus Ooh. trapped inside Ooh. panicked the sleepy individual began looking for uh, for ways to escape from their accidental prison they turned to reddit for help the anonymous person who's believed to live in Aberdeen, Scotland, reached out for help sharing a a shutter-inducing picture from inside this deserted bus and they wrote, fell asleep on the bus, woke up, and no bus driver. Does anyone know how to open a bus from the inside? <laughs> Many couldn't help but feel a little amused about their frustrating predicament. One person joked, well, you live there now. <laughs> Another said, this is actually how new bus drivers are selected. <laughs> You were meant wow. to start by driving the bus. Um, although many people just couldn't believe the bus driver would just simply leave without checking the vehicle properly first, a number of others have found themselves in similar situations. My first thought was the dude can get online and go on Reddit, but he couldn't call 911. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> or, or whatever the equivalent is. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 112. I mean, call, call yeah, anybody. Call yeah. the police. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> actually, you know, well, while you're online, go ahead and look up the bus company's name and maybe call them. Hey, I'm stuck on your lot. Could you come get me out? I mean, any number of things that all have it's like this is the world we live in rather than yes. get help for yourself you go and ask for help in social media where somebody in alabama is giving you an answer about something in scotland because that's really helpful you know oh I, don't, my I don't have any proof but i suspect this guy's not a member of mensa ha! life radio.fm the mark and mac show and uh you know mark Many is the time we've had stories on this program about Florida mm -hmm. um, hot dogs. Yeah. All right. Not many is the time, but today we've had a bunch of stories <laughs> about right. hot dogs in Florida. Okay. Florida, we have all the time hot dogs. That yeah. kind of figures after the 4th of July, right? There you go. Yeah. So now we have a Florida man charged for throwing hot dogs. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, <laughs> was he actually trying to show this police officer hey i love the job you're doing have a dog on me <laughs> or hey open up we're going to nathan's i mean there could be any number of reasonable explanations no but why i'll, I'll give you a clue uh -huh. no! <laughs> a newport richie man was arrested on a felony charge saturday after authorities said he threw a hot dog at an officer who was warning him of violating a city ordinance according to arrest warrants, arrest documents. Uh, officers said Jason Stoll, he's 47, of Newport Ritchie, ignored the warnings and continued to sell hot dogs on the roadway Saturday mm -hmm. around 12 uh, a.m. after his street closure permit had ended. Stoll was asked to put the hot dog down, 
but authorities said he continued his attempt to sell it. Stoll then became extremely upset before he intentionally threw the hot dog at the officer. The officer was in full police uniform at the time of the incident. Stoll was charged with battery on a law enforcement officer and resisting an officer without violence. If he's convicted, he could face up to a minimum of three years in jail. Wow. For throwing a hot dog at a police officer. Man. Okay. 12 in the morning. Okay. (laughs) So his permit's over. Cop says shut it down. Mm -hmm. Put the hot dog down and put your hands up. (laughs) Turn around. Walk back to the sound of my voice. Ah, 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 Not so fast. Stop. That's the that's the part that gets me is is put the hot dog down yeah. and put your hands up. <laughs> Come on now. Really? I bet that's something no cop has ever thought he would have to say to anybody. Yeah. All I'm thinking of really, is this the hill you want to die on, dude? You've had a full day of selling hot dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, give the give the cop a hot dog for free and shut your stuff up. You know, it's yeah. I mean, the, oh. the smart way out of that would have been, I'm sorry, officer, here, you can have this one. I'm, I'm yep. leaving now. You know, that, that would have been the thing to do, but no. Thing is, <laughs> if he had a line of hot dog fans that were upset that the cop was shutting him down, you know, that would yeah. be different because and, the cop would be like, well, feed these hungry people, you know. And that, and, but that may well have been the case. We don't have that detail, but it could have been. He could have had people there. But I don't know. At, yeah. at midnight, right. okay, yes. come on. Right. See, at 12 noon, I would see the yeah, problem. Exactly, but midnight, yeah. nah, you, no. You don't, you're on a street in Newport Ritchie, Florida, dude. You don't get a pass at midnight on a hot yeah. dog. Sorry. And it says on the in the roadway, I suspect yes. he's on a sidewalk or maybe on a, on, a, on a street with a lot of foot traffic, you know, probably clubs right. and things like that. And he's selling, as these places do, he's selling to people who something greasy and nasty coming out of a coming out of a cart is the perfect food you know what i mean oh yes <laughs> well that's Mark, his clientele and they shut him down <laughs> that's it see <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and a couple of quick heads up you know the daily uh, podcast is available by about 10 o'clock central time mark takes care of that uh, also on the website, liferadio.fm, daily Bible reading right there. We'd love for you to join us on that one. Um, meanwhile, passengers rescued after sky ride breaks. <laughs> now, Mark, <laughs> immediately, that's Dave's worst nightmare right there, or one of them. If yeah. it deals with heights and things like that, that's the worst, you know. Mm. I guess my hands are sweaty thinking about it. That's why Just I picked this story. Saying, yeah, I knew you'd I love know, it. I know, and it's like, <laughs> but did you ever see Beverly Hills Cop 3? No. All right. I did. You know, the first one was pretty cool with, yeah. uh, you know, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. The second one, eh, not so much. Right. Which is why By I didn't see the, number three. <laughs> right. Well, that's why a lot of people didn't. That's right. But I will tell you, I thought it was entertaining. Hmm. And there's a scene in it, though. And George Lucas is in it. It's at a place like Disney World, okay? Of course, okay. they didn't use Disney World. Right, yeah. Um, but they had a guy. His name was Uncle Dave and a sweet old man who was in charge of everything. Very sweet guy. Anyway, the long story short is in one of these scenes, Axel Foley, Eddie Murphy, um, has to rescue. And um, these people that are up in these little, um, it's not a carousel, but are not a, um, you know, the they go up high and you're like in a, a little, um, you're in a, a, 
a metal thing with like bars on it and yeah. takes you way high up in the air, but it's only seated for uh, yeah. two or three people uh, in them. Like you know? a ski lift, a sky lift when the gondola yeah, kind of like and, that and the gondola thing. Yeah. Yeah. But what it does is it goes around like, you know, a Ferris wheel. Gotcha. And anyway, they, in this scene that the Eddie Murphy as Axel Foley has to save some kids who are way up high. The, the, the ride has shut down because the bad guys shut it down. And now it's breaking and kids are in danger and blah, blah, blah. Right. I gotcha. Watching that movie, knowing I'm watching this scene, knowing how these scenes are shot. Okay. <laughs> and still, I couldn't take my eyes off of it because it was like so riveting. And all <laughs> yeah. the while I was thinking, okay, Mark, in a scenario like that, what would I do? And A, I would not be up there. Okay. <laughs> This is why no, you I, because I'm no help. I would be, I'd be no help to anybody. Yeah. You're talking about being stuck up in the air. Really? And you want help from me? No, it ain't happening. I'm going to be the guy where the, you know, the team that comes to rescue it just Dave, reach out your hand. We're going to save you. Don't worry about anything. You know, and if you stay where you are, you're going to die, but just reach out your hand. Like, no, I'm going to die. That's okay. I'm good. You tell know, my, tell my family. And, I love them. Save yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't look down, sir. No kidding. You know, <laughs> Watch out below. Here comes Dave or parts of him anyway. So oh, man. when you send a story like this, passengers rescued after sky ride breaks, mm -hmm. suspending riders over animals. Yeah. I'm thinking, which one do you aim for? You know? <laughs> well, if I were you, I would aim for, I don't know, the sheep because they would yeah. be soft and go. fluffy. I think I that's... just remember Haley wanting to go on the parachute ride, you know, at Six Flags. And we're right. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, LaDonna was pregnant with Hannah. Uh -huh. And so I had to do it. And I'm up. We're going up. And I said, hey, baby, just close your eyes. It'll be over in a minute. You don't have to look at it. And just close uh -huh. your eyes. Yep. And I'm not kidding. We get up to the top and it kind of has that jolt, you know. And I'm mm -hmm. like, it's not broken, baby. It just gives you the view. Just keep your eyes closed. Don't worry. And she goes, hey, dad, I see our car. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, and a couple minutes ago, I kind of got sidetracked yes. in my own fear of heights. But during the music, Mark and I were talking about you know the difference in Disney versus other theme parks, you know. Yeah. And I'm we're not doing a commercial for Disney, no, no, but I am no. going to tell you this, okay? As a parent, as somebody who has children, there is a big difference between a Disney theme park and a Six Flags. I'm mm. not knocking it, okay? They both have their own things going on it's just um i'll give you an example remember when we went mark it's been what 15 16 right, years ago been a while back yeah it's been a long time but anyway when we went they had that mission to mars thing oh yeah um, mission space yeah. yeah and it was before they toned it down because people were dying uh you know because it <laughs> no. was so awesome but on the ride okay just so you and know the ride was so awesome it was killing people <laughs> it was that one of the space shuttle astronauts you know took his kid on the ride and said you want to know what dad does mm -hmm. that's what daddy does and i'm like you've never been to mars dude oh wait a minute we have he just let the cat out of the bag we uh -oh. have been to mars there is anyway it's really anyway. got the footage yep yeah anyway <laughs> The, when we went, um, it was after we had done our show there that morning, yeah. and they would take us to, hey, what ride do you want to go on? And they gave us the rock star treatment. Just right. skip past the people waiting in line and go right on. We got a lot and of it dirty was cool. looks. Oh, yeah. It was good. But the thing is, is that we missed 
while you're in line, they create the backstory mm-hmm. and they entertain you with what you're getting ready to do. Right. And it's all in preparation for the ride. And actually, it's not just to keep you from being bored. It actually, they incorporate it into the, the ride so mm-hmm. that it really adds to it. it and does, yeah. We missed all that part. You know, we just went and just did the ride part. So when I went back later on with the fam and got to actually experience the whole thing, we, I think it was Gary Sinise maybe yes. that was doing yeah. all the yammering. Yeah. Lieutenant and, Dan in space, yes. Yeah, and it was cool. <laughs> it was just, it was really involved. It was so much different, you know, by being a part of all that. Yeah. But anyway, it there is a difference if you've only been to a Six Flags or a State Fair or whatever, okay? Mm. Yeah. If you have children, go ahead and put aside some money and make the track. If mm. it's uh, you know, I think it's worth it. It's just, again, for me, I think it's worth it. Having done the whole rigor. So. Right. Comparing the two Disney, yeah. Disney does an excellent job of, of basically suspending reality from the moment you yes. walk in the park, you are no longer in your world. And right. And it's just, it, it may take a few minutes for it to sink in, but once it sinks in, you're there. Yeah. And when you leave the park, it's like, dude, I want to go back in there. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. It is. It's like it, it is. Yeah. In, in spite of all of the politics. problems. In, yeah. Regardless of politics and all the problems they've had and, and uh, all of the things that you hear about, they, you still have to, you still have to admit they do a great yes. job at what they do. They really exactly. Do. Yeah. And Very the, same, creative. The, the same thing with their cruises, pretty much anything they do. It's that way. They pour everything right. into it and you are completely removed from everything else for yep. the time that you're there and it's but again yeah it's not that we're endorsing it no, or anything no, else, no. just merely sharing uh, just rec- i will tell you that recognizing any fact. business yeah yeah all right so passengers are rescued right. please tell me about this yeah. before first i vomit re- first responders in mendon massachusetts were able to rescue dozens of passengers that were left suspended over animal exhibits after the sky ride at the southwick's zoo broke down while the zoo says they were able to immediately rescue approximately half the riders before local fire units arrived, 19 passengers were in the air for almost two hours before they could be successfully lowered to the ground in cherry pickers. Once responders arrived at the scene, the rescue operation took about 30 minutes. Russ Carter, visiting the zoo with his grandson, said the incident wasn't as bad as it could have been. Quote, we were there for a good four hours plus. People came by, customers came by, threw us waters. People that worked there came by and sort of made us sure, made sure we were at ease. Various savanna animals, including zebras, ostriches, and water buffalo, could be seen milling around the exhibit below the passengers' feet. According to the zoo, an oil leak was the cause of the malfunction. Although I don't think it was oil that was leaking out of certain cars at the time. But, you know. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, this story has been bubbling for a couple of uh, days now. And (laughs) it's funny and sad at the same time, okay? Just throwing it out there because, well, you know, look, anytime you get something that isn't yours Mm -hmm. and you keep it, you're making a decision that just might backfire, okay? Yeah, you are. Throwing it out there. Mm -hmm. And the man in Chile has not been heard from or found after his employer by mistake paid him about 330 times his normal salary due to a payroll area era. Oops. Yeah. 330 times his normal pay. <laughs> he was paid roughly $180,000 for the month of May. Wow. He was only supposed to get about $545. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> he was a dispatch assistant at a coal meats company. The employee You'd initially that difference, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think I'd notice the difference. Yeah, the employee initially brought the payroll error to the attention of the company on May thirtieth. After which they asked him to go to the bank and return the money, and he said, "Sure, I'll do that." The company tried calling the, and messaging him through the WhatsApp app the next day, but he didn't respond until about eleven a.m. At which time he had assured the company assured the company that he would go to the bank to get the money. <laughs> That was the last direct contact the company had with the guy. Wow. (laughs) However, the employee did send a resignation letter through his lawyer to the company (laughs) on June 2nd, according to them. Yeah. The company has now filed a complaint against its former employer uh, employee to authorities. No arrests have been made (laughs) yet. And the man has not been heard from or located since. So a guy that usually makes about $545 a month Uh is able to hire a lawyer. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's for starters. Uh (laughs) So yeah, I, uh, I think he did a little research and Mm -hmm. found out that, you know, Hey, they're the ones that gave me the money. It was an error, but I worked a few overtime hours. I'm, I earned it. I earned it. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least he called a lawyer. Hey, say, where do I stand on this? Right. And apparently and he's, he's standing by whatever his lawyer said. Right. Well, think about it. I mean, would you, uh, it, well, it's Venezuela, right? No, Chile. <laughs> no, Chile. Mm-hmm. Chile. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I, Again, have, a feeling you know, the, I have a feeling the dollar goes a, a lot farther yeah. in Chile than it does here. I'm thinking it does. They're never going to see this guy again. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. You know, a couple minutes ago, we're telling that story that it has been in the news for a couple of days when the worker in Chile Mm -hmm. uh, was paid 330 times his salary due to a payroll error. Yeah. All right. Now, I looked at this, and you were talking about how the money goes a little further there than it does here. I would think it does, yeah. Well, he actually is owed, for the month of May, okay, an entire month of work, he was owed $545. Right. And he was paid a little more than that. Just I a mean, little. 180000 <laughs> So I looked at that. I'm like, okay, so $545, um, if that's his normal salary, okay, mm-hmm. then he makes about 6500 a year, give or take. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. That's it. So obviously money goes further there than it does here. If you can live on $6,500 a year, right? Yeah. All right. So then you do a, the quick math of, well, wait a minute. Then how much, how many years, you know, worth of money? How, what did he get right then? Because depending on his age, this could be retirement for him right there. Right. <laughs> it could be yes. <laughs> 27 and a half years worth of pay in one that, month. That's your retirement for being yeah. a, a dispatch assistant. Assistant. Yeah. A, not the whole thing. At he's, a cold the me- he's the assistant at a cold meats company. Yes. Yeah. Some baloney and <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. 180 grand. Wow. That's a lot of baloney. Yeah, it is. It's 27 and a half years worth. <laughs> Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings only on liferadio.fm.